Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to News Talk 1130 WISN and WIBA Madison's Retirement Clinic. Your host is Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm set for a fantastic retirement clinic. You've got a studio full of guests. I'll let you introduce everybody and kind of lay out the show's topic. What are we talking about, Okay, Jeff? well, we do retirement planning. That's uh, that's a major theme. If you're close to already in retirement, uh, with $750,000 or more in retirement assets, the Coal Investment Group has been known to be the retirement specialist uh, in this area. Uh, part of that planning is estate planning and trust administration. We've we come recently with um, a lot of our clients who are reaching a point where they want to get into more depth, either because of the amount of assets that they have or control of the assets that they have uh, in retirement and beyond retirement. Um, so we're doing a seminar, and I'll give you more info, a workshop, and I'll give you more information on that a little bit. But we have two great guests today. Uh, Chris Behrens is vice president of Horicon Bank Trust Administration. Uh, Chris Barrett's and attorney Chuck Stansbury. He's an attorney with Schober, Schober & Mitchell, a great uh, uh, law firm. We've worked with them on estate plan. We've worked with Chris with a number of our clients. I like the guy, these guys. I trust them. They're actually pretty interesting, too. So talk about this subject about trust and, and uh, estates. Uh, uh, Chris, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself? A lot of pressure now, for Chris. Chris Barrett, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Um, so yeah, so I'm with uh, Horicon Bank Trust Administration. Uh, we have an office in the Waukesha area near Thunder Bay Grill, and uh, Horicon Bank is about uh, 700 million in assets and 15 branches, and we now have a location in the Milwaukee area. So um, we're happy about that. We're we've been around since 1896, and we're led by our president and CEO Fred Schwartfager. Chuck Stansbury, why don't you tell a little bit about your background? Sure. Uh, I'm a shareholder and uh, attorney with Schober, Schober & Mitchell. Uh, we're a 16-attorney law firm, which puts us in the midsize uh, range uh, in terms of size. We have offices in New Berlin, Oconomowoc, and Racine, but our clients span the entire state. Uh, the firm actually was originally started back in 1949 by Ted Schober, and his children uh, now continue on his legacy. And where did Mitchell come from? Uh, Mitchell uh, joined the Schobers back in 1996, and then he, Is he still he, working. No, he was smart enough to retire early, so he took your advice well, Jeff, and yep. <laughs> was able to spend out his. Uh, I think he's still down in Florida. Okay, excellent. Oh, it plays right into the show today. <laughs> it right? does really. It does play right into the show, and we're going to we're gonna get into a couple of particular situations that we might find pretty interesting. But Chuck, I want to start with you uh, first of all, and just say. Now, what's the concern with regard to estate planning with that that you're seeing a lot of um, with your clients? And we're going to go into a lot more detail in the workshop that we have. But just as a background, what are we, what are you seeing? Sure, I, I think that what I'm seeing more and more is that clients are not taking into a uh, in, into effect the impact of potential incapacity prior to death. There's a there's a strong focus on what happens when I pass, but before then, whether it's long term care needs, whether it's who's making the decisions. Uh, for end-of-life decisions, whether it's who's going to be able to pay the bills and take care of um, care arrangements. 
I'm seeing a shift to clients starting to make that a bigger focus as part of their estate plan. And then, of course, after death, we're seeing more clients worried about who is actually going to be the uh, person in charge of settling things after they're gone and considering whether or not uh, a family member is up to that task or whether it might be better off looking for outside support. You bring up an interesting point, and Chris and I have talked about this in the past. And you know Aaron, my son, and I've got a son, Adam, in, in Phoenix, and he's an engineer for Honeywell doing a great job. Aaron knows this stuff inside and out, but he doesn't want to have any conflict with his brother. Chris, how do you address that? We've talked a little bit about this. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Um, yeah, so we're, as an independent trustee, Jeff, we'll continue to just do the trust administration for individuals, but allow other firms, um, especially COAL, to manage the investments um, during that time. And it's really difficult, as you say, Jeff, for family members to oversee matters for other family members. So as an independent trustee, we come with a unique perspective where, you know, we've got the professional background to do it, to act in that capacity. We're impartial. And we'll make sure our goal in all of this is to make sure that your last wishes or anybody's last wishes are carried out. Uh, Just to make it clear, you know, the firm would still manage the assets. But for, in terms of, and you were talking about distribution of assets, you know, paying pay last expenses, whatever the trust, we need the trust to do is what, you know, he doesn't want to get in conflict with his brother about that. That's correct. Yeah. So our goal is just to make sure your wishes from an administrative standpoint are carried out but continue to let Kowal to manage those assets. Chuck, I got to tell you, Toby Carney is a dear friend of mine, and, and I don't know if you guys know him. He's an insurance guy, and he was one of the guys that when I first went to business for myself, just worked me over about putting together a, a SEP, a retirement plan for myself. He says that you got to pay your bills, but that's one thing you have to do. And you know, he's a good friend. He's he, You would think he's a competitor, but he's a good friend. Now we're getting... As I age, I'm still talking with him, and I've got some disability insurance policies. And I'm saying, oh, I'm going to dump these things. You know, I'm reasonably healthy. He says, you idiot, this is the time when things are like, and we were just talking it's about. It's what you need them. It's what I needed. You know, if you haven't, and we just see little stuff creeping up. What types of incapacity are you seeing? What types of, types of so the, the thing is, he says, I got to keep those policies now because now's a chance where something's likely to happen to me. Did he really call you an idiot? I don't know if he was that nice about it. <laughs> it's what you were thinking, probably. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you but idiot. You know. what, type, what types of incapacity are you seeing? What types of people are, are, are you preparing? What types of issues are you preparing for? Sure. I, I think part of the problem is, is that in estate planning, uh, popular culture, the will is the document that everyone is fighting to find or um, fighting over. And the powers of attorney for both healthcare and financial uh, don't get as much publicity. And those are actually the documents that are the most important document of the estate plan if you become incapacitated, whether it's a temporary uh, incapacity due to uh, you know a temporary illness or recovery from an accident, or whether it's a more permanent stroke or you know dementia, Alzheimer's type situation. But we're seeing a lot more of the Alzheimer's, of the uh, memory care type needs. And the challenge from my end, where I haven't worked with a client previously, is determining what documents are in place. Do we have the necessary legal authority? And if not, does the person have the capacity to put those documents in place? Because if we don't have that, 
Our only alternative is to go through court, which is a very expensive proposition. So if somebody just has power of attorney, can they do those types of things? Well, in Wisconsin, we would need to make sure that they had a health care power of attorney, which would handle the health care decision making. And then the financial power of attorney for the financial decision making. Uh, the problem that I run into is, is that not all financial powers of attorney are created equal. Yeah. And uh, they're limited by what the document allows for. So you might have a statutory document that somebody finds online that might be fine paying bills and doing more limited type transactions, but to pull money out of an IRA or a 401k or to take a required minimum distribution may not have the required language that uh, an administrator is going to require. Let's talk about that. Because every once in a while, it's not often, I'll run into it where somebody say, well, I just downloaded these things from online. I mean, you could do these wills. On, that's pretty good, isn't it, Chuck? Yeah, I see. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can see that a lot. And, it, you know, kind of the way I look at it is, is you wouldn't necessarily, although I'm sure people go on WebMD and those type of websites to try oh, yeah, and self-diagnose, but yeah. I wouldn't try and, you know, do my own uh, open heart surgery from what I saw on YouTube. So I think we're, in a, we're fighting a do-it-yourself culture, um, but you really do yourself a disservice when you, you kind of skimp on making the investment in whether it's good medical care or, in this case, good estate planning, or in, or in your case, Jeff, a good financial planning yep um chris same kind of the same question when you're when you're talking about incapacity where do you guys come in as trust officers as trust officers uh, thanks jeff um so we will act as a power of attorney that's uh, somewhat rare for trust companies to do that um but in, why um, why is it rare they generally want to take uh control and have everything controlled by the trust document um, and the powers of attorney, sometimes you can get involved in cases that don't, that don't traditionally fit in, uh, with a trust company, like unique assets. So that's, uh, that's the reason why you don't always see that. Okay. Um, but there are ways, uh, I think, for us to work with uh, firms like Schober, Schober, and Mitchell to you know, uh, make sure that the, everyone is represented in the right way and it's handled in the proper manner. Um, but as a power of attorney, we'll... It allows us, what advisors like about that is it allows us to oversee um, not only the, the trust assets, but also the retirement assets with them if someone's at the point of incapacity. And then that allows us to certainly pay their bills and really just kind of assist with things. As Chuck mentioned, they may come back. There may be a time when they'll come back and they'll have capacity. But in other cases, you know, if they're in memory care, it may be that's the start of a long-term trend where they'll be in the home. Yeah, this is a question that typically comes up. Who decides? You guys, at what point do you guys step in? Well, and I think it depends on how the document is drafted. In most cases, you would have uh, a individual making that determination along with the concurrence of, you know, one to two physicians who are overseeing the care. But I bet you have some guys that are pretty defiant and say, I'm not incapacitated. Well, you can't, obviously. Yeah, you can get that a lot. Um, and I guess, you know, that's where, you know, it's, it's more problematic where you have an individual who hasn't seen the doctor in 15 years, and now you have some doctor who's not familiar at all with his history um, making this determination. I think it's a lot of a stronger case where you have a, a documented progression or decline, I should say, uh, in terms of, you know, memory care. For, for example. Usually, wouldn't there be a family member that would step in, Chuck? I, I assume, I, sometimes there's not always family nearby or close 
family member, but somebody that would step in and kind of help out a little bit that's familiar with the, the person? Usually there is. And I, I think part of the benefit of using uh, Horicon Bank as a trust company or any sort of independent trustee is sometimes, you know, you have good actors who are doing things for the right reasons, but you can also have bad actors that are doing things for the wrong reasons or just good actors that don't really know what they should be doing. Um, and sometimes they make innocent mistakes that are mistakes none the, nonetheless, where if you had an independent party handling those uh, decisions, those mistakes wouldn't be made. Yes, and in, there are cases where, unfortunately, some people will uh, take advantage of the role that they're in. And it's at those times when we'll get calls from advisors or attorneys um, to step in and be that impartial party. Um, if you see a, a, a sibling or um, a son or daughter that's uh, maybe taking out more money than they should, um, and it's to the detriment of their other siblings or other family members, that's when we'll be asked That's got to be a fun conversation. Uh, it is a fun conversation, <laughs> um, and that's why I work with uh, very closely with the uh, attorneys to uh, navigate through that. Just a quick thing. We're on WIBA in Madison, and we just opened up an office in Racine. Your mobility, guys? Chris, Chris, why don't you talk about that first? Uh, yes, Jeff. We're uh, throughout southeast Wisconsin. We're in Madison a lot. I'm a member of the Madison Estate Planning Council, also a member of the Racine Kenosha Estate Planning Council, um, and the Milwaukee Estate Planning Council. So we are throughout those markets. And Chris Barron's here with Horicon Banks. So there's several locations, not just Horicon. Correct. And our footprint uh, primarily is from Beaver Dam to West Bend, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, Appleton. But trust administration is kind of going the other direction. Can this vary state to state, Jeff? I noticed before you're talking, Chuck, about in Wisconsin. It, does it vary from from the legal document standpoint? It can vary, and um, especially if you uh, have multi uh, residency in differing states, it's important that, for example, on the healthcare side, you have a Wisconsin healthcare power of attorney along with a Florida document, because Florida doctors may not recognize something that was done in Wisconsin. So it is important to take into uh, into effect. What, uh, what state you're in, and where were your documents originally executed. Sure. And, and I believe after the break, Jeff, this event you've got coming up with, which is what we're talking about today, right. Estate Planning and Trust Administration, what you need to know. Um, it's happening in March, Wednesday, March 13th. We will give out details uh, after the break. That sounds great. And also, if you'd like to reach out to Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, many ways to do so. You can log on to thekowalway.com. If John That's White good were here, he would talk about social media because John White's all over that. He is all over that. He's in our firm, too. And he's, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and he'd be able to give you our handles and our uh, whatever the login information uh, is. <laughs> I always just suggest go to thekowalway.com. That's that a good website, way to go. And that guides you everywhere. Uh, uh, you can also call the office in Waukesha. That's right. And that number is 262 4040-262-522-4040 or our international toll-free number 877-560-4040. We always wonder whether people use toll-free numbers anymore, but we still have it. 877-560-4040. There you go. Now, we'll take a quick break here in WISM Milwaukee, WIBM Madison. This is the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic. We continue with Jeff Kowal here in WISN and WIBA. And speaking of those markets, Jeff, IBA is in Madison. You've got a Middleton office. Of course, you're in Waukesha with your world headquarters. You're also in Phoenix, Arizona, Port Washington, Wisconsin. And you have recently added Racine. Racine, Highway 20 and uh, 94 in Racine. Uh, it, Jay and I were just driving back from Chicago. It's a big, big side. <laughs> <laughs> so a few weeks ago, you had Aaron Spitzner hosting the show and John White on your staff yes. were in here. And they talked about the signage as well, yeah. how big it is. You want to grab those people on the freeway, grab their attention. You did that. Well, <laughs> you have to look for it. But once, if you know where to look, it is huge. So it's nice. And it's right on Highway 20, right at that exit. Great location. So if from South Side or uh, anywhere on uh, Oak Creek, Kenosha, Racine, that Mount Pleasant, I guess it's technically where it is. You sure. ask where is that office. Uh, but, uh, and then, uh, yeah, all of our offices, and you can reach all of them by going online at the kowalway.com and also the. Um, uh, 262-522-4040. That number will get you to all of our locations. Don't forget on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter as well. And, of course, this show is every weekend. And we mentioned WIBA and WISN. We do have two guests in studio. And one of the things that we're going to talk about, Jeff, is a special event coming up on estate planning and trust administration. That's right. Wednesday, Wednesday March 13th. This is mostly for our, our clients, um, h- uh, higher end uh, estate planning and trust administration is the uh, focus of this. We do have some spots available for uh, the public. If you're interested in, in potentially working with the Coal Investment Group, you can always go on the coalway.com. But the gist of it is, again, Chris Barons and, and Chuck Stansbury will be there. What do you have to lose if you don't have a will? Is a will enough? Now more than ever, it's important to have a plan in place that will protect your assets, provide your family, probate, long-term care, tax laws are constantly changing. How do you address all those issues? We're going to address that on a, 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 a workshop. Again, that's Wednesday, March 13th. Um, 530 is registration, 545 to 645. So it's just an hour workshop. We're going to pack a lot of information into that one hour. It's at the Milwaukee Marriott West. It's on, uh, I think it's Highway F is the exit, uh, on 94 in, uh, in Waukesha. So great location at the Marriott West. You have to respond by, uh, uh, RSVP by March 6th, um, you can go on the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com, or you give our office a call, call Heather at 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. A limited number of spots available. Uh, do give us a call. Chuck Stansberry is a state planning attorney, uh, has done a great job for our clients. Chris Barons is vice president of Horicon Bank Trust Administration. Great presenter. We've known these guys for a while. They've done great work for our clients, and it's going to be a great workshop. So the event is Wednesday, March 13th. Starts at 530. You've got some light appetizers as well. That we'll we'll feed people. people. That's right. That it's not going to be a steak, but who needs? But it's going to be perfect. It's going to be light appetizers, registration, coffee. Uh, so get there a little bit early so we can start right on time. We and how long is your time? It's going to go an hour. An hour, okay. So we're going to pack a lot of information into one hour. And Aaron Kowal will present a little bit. Eric Chris Barons will talk from uh, Horicon Bank Trust Administration and Chuck Schober from uh, Schober, Schober, and Mitchell. 
So you can RSVP. You must do that by March 6th. This will be held at the Milwaukee Marriott West. That is in Waukesha. And you simply call the Kowal Investment Group. Talk to Heather. And she's at 262-522-4040. Chuck, just before the break, you talked a little bit about... um, trusts outside the state of Wisconsin. It's, I'm always amazed that 40% of our clients either live somewhere else or go, spend a good part of the year somewhere outside of Wisconsin. So we are absolutely blessed that our clients do, do work with us, and then they're, we're licensed in 27 states. How does that work with trust work? You, start, you touched on it a little bit. How does that work for you and for your clients and if they move somewhere else or? Well, I think it's important to factor that into the estate plan, whether that is a current situation in that they have real estate or they spend a significant amount of time in another state, or whether that's a retirement goal that they're shooting for so that we can build that into the estate plan. But we run into a number of factors we got to worry about, you know, in terms of uh, do we have to worry about probate for the asset, you know, of the, let's say the vacation home uh, in a different state. We have to worry about whether that state's uh, requirements for a valid legal document in terms of execution may not be the same as Wisconsin. So Florida is notoriously known where you need not only uh, you know two witnesses, but you may need a notary in addition to the two witnesses, or in some cases, three witnesses. So we need to look at what state uh, the particular person is uh, residing in or will be residing and then update the plan accordingly. Well, you just touched on it too. It sounds like it's not just like retirement planning trust planning or anything it's not just set it and forget it your life situation changes your kids move you may move you may have property elsewhere correct and i think you bring up a good point Uh, the children themselves may be uh, in a different state so in terms of planning for their benefit in terms of inheritance and inherited assets you may not even be aware that another state might have an estate tax that if you yourself as a parent do not set up the documents accordingly your children when they ultimately pass, maybe facing in a, an estate tax uh, situation. Chris, it's hard to control assets from the grave as much as we would like to. Do you hear that every once in a while? Do people want ultimate control? Or what are the types of services that you guys provide with the trust administration? Uh, we do have actually hear that a lot from the beneficiaries. They believe that um, because their money is in trust, that they're, it's being controlled from the grave. Um, but oftentimes, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Um, it's actually for their benefit. Um, there are uh, ways to protect, and it's usually for creditor protection or protection in the event of divorce. Um, there are a number of reasons to keep it in trust. A special needs trust for a specific individual is another way to do that. Um, and there's a lot of flexibility around uh, trust and trust estate um, documents. And I often tell people, just uh, please put in a, a simple paragraph that states to us as the trustee, What's the objective? What are we trying to accomplish with this? And what a lot of people don't realize is there's a lot of flexibility. It's their document, so they can design it in many different ways. One of the things that we worry about, clients worry about, I know that, I hear it all the time. My daughter gets divorced. I don't want my ex, my daughter's ex-husband's kids getting my IRA. <laughs> my assets, not one dime. <laughs> How do you address that? Well, I think that has to be done on the the proactive side of the parents uh, in this example by setting up trusts that perhaps would hold 
whether it's IRA monies or or other assets, to protect it from a potential divorcing spouse. I mean, I, as a small part of my practice, do prenuptial agreements. And quite honestly, it's few and far between these days. You see if one every so often, um, which is good. Maybe there's a reinforced faith in the, the durability You're of a marriage. You're saying there's less prenups done these days? I, I see fewer prenups uh, these days than I have in probably the last five years. Yeah, call me naive, but I, I kind of I like that trend. Well, no, I'm not saying it's a bad trend. Now, right. I might be a little bit uh, wide-eyed and optimistic. That's Another, that's another way to look at it. So, yeah. and one of the things we talk about with parents is, you know, and you do find this situation with the concern about the current spouse or the future spouse is, does it make sense to perhaps create a uh, lifetime trust for the child? And maybe they can be in control of it, but to provide some asset protection should the divorce come through, um, rather than just kind of arbitrarily setting ages where the money is turned over to them. Because all things being equal, if I'm a spouse planning for a divorce, I'm more likely to wait till after the trust is terminated and the money is given to my wife uh, to file for divorce rather than filing for divorce a couple years early. Uh, those sneaky guys. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, we do market reports on WISN, WIB, and Madison. I want to make sure that we talk about that a little bit. So, Paul, we'll make sure that we talk about that a little bit. I'll remind you. All right, thanks. Planning for asset distribution at death. Uh, I have a will. That's good enough, isn't it, Chuck? Well, you bring up a big misconception. Um, a lot of people think that if I have a will, that means that when I die, there won't be any need for any court proceeding. And unfortunately, that's not the case. A will, you're better off than not having a will, because at least with a will, your wishes, whatever they may be, will be uh, followed through on. But uh, Wisconsin, the, the threshold is $50,000, and it differs state by state. But if you only have a will and you don't do something more than that, there will need to be a court proceeding to settle your affairs and your financial affairs. And unfortunately, in most cases, that you're going to need an attorney for. So the cost is can be fairly significant uh, on the back end, if you will, uh, to settle the estate. So that's where uh, you may want to consider the use of a trust if trying to keep the cost down at death is a priority for you. And does a will... Uh, avoid probate. You mentioned probate before. Most people want to stay out of the courts, right? One, and do, yeah, and we like to stay out of courts because in many cases, courts equal attorney fees. And attorney's fees obviously are, are not inexpensive. And you don't like that? Well, personally, <laughs> on a business side, I love it. But from a client side, it, it kind of does your client a disservice where you structure things intentionally to have to, to go through court. So in Wisconsin, again, if, if your assets are more than $50,000 and if you own real estate, in most cases, that puts you above that limit. Um, and you just have a will, there would be a need for a court proceeding. And in today's day and age, you know, with CCAP, that can be easily found online. So if you have nosy neighbors, they don't need to go to the courthouse anymore. They can look online and find out a lot of information. That's true. Um, you know, it is a public record. There's notices to creditors. Uh, so there could be potential attacks from whether they're valid debts or invalid debts. And See, it also, Paul, I w don't forget that thought. <laughs> but you know about C Wisconsin's uh, circuit court access, I think, is what it is, right? Because you have daughters. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dating so-and-so. What, what's the first thing I do? I look up so-and-so. Yep. I think employers are also using it, Jeff, as a way. I mean, most employers, if you're doing an interview, and I don't care if it's McDonald's or if it's at the Kowal Investment Group, you're probably doing some Facebook research, maybe CCAPs as well, and that stuff is out there on record.
Why not make use of it, right? We don't want to disclose our methods. <laughs> right, right. I think everybody's using that nowadays, yeah. though. And you make a good point. I mean, it's out there. That information is out there online. And I think the biggest the biggest concern for most of my clients is, is it also automatically gives your legal heirs the right to challenge what your will has said. So if I have a brother and he's totally disinherited, if my mom only does a will and I'm the sole beneficiary, that doesn't mean my brother's out in the cold it does mean that he will have an opportunity to challenge that will. And that's what we want to avoid, Jeff. The brother that hasn't seen mom and dad in 30 years shows up at the time of death acting like I'm just like every other sibling. Yep. And then the guy that's been there all every day and up caring for him, they're treated equally. That just seems wrong to me. Well, yeah, you bring up a good point. And a lot of times that's addressed uh, in advance if you can, either with the distribution of assets differently or it's, it's I don't think, I think it's rare that you have somebody that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. But there are sometimes those that are estranged, and especially if there's just a couple bucks, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. If there's a couple bucks involved, then there's a fight. A fight ensues. Chris, uh, you're absolutely right, Jeff. And there are times when uh, I'll be asked by an attorney, um, they they have a client that wants to disinherit a child, and they'll want to just put a note to the file, and I'll ask them to definitely include that information and that language in the document. We don't want it as a separate letter because if that uh, child gets a hold of that letter, their intent will not be honored. Yeah, and one of the other siblings can't just say, yeah, well, we intended to disinherit you. <laughs> you know, now you show up. That doesn't fly either, does it? It does not. So in writing, I mean, get everything in writing. Um, but we're learning a lot, Jeff, about this. And after the break, we'll, we'll get back to talking about estate planning and trust administration. The event that Jeff alluded to earlier is coming up Wednesday, March 13th at the Milwaukee Marriott West. That's in Waukesha. All you have to do is RSVP by the 6th of March. Contact the Kowal Investment Group. And Jeff, the number I give out is your main number. So if I want to meet with an advisor or just... Talk about my retirement plan or specifically talk about this event and get your seat uh, reserved. Call 262-522-4040. Indeed, that's right. 262-522-4040. Or go on the koalway.com and and, uh, request a reservation. Or you can request an appointment there. You mentioned the market updates. And let's quickly talk about this. You and your staff, Aaron Kowal, Aaron Spitzner, John White, who am I leaving out? Joe, Joe Still. Still. Uh, Monday Christine through Friday. Hayward. Christine Hayward. I know we're going to miss somebody here. But a good staff, Jeff, at, at the Cobalt Investment Group. And every day you do market updates on WISN and IBA in Madison. That's right. 3 o'clock news block and 5 o'clock news block at WISN in Milwaukee. And then uh, 4.55, just before the 5 o'clock news break on Vicki McKenna's show on WIBA in Madison. Try to give you one minute on what's happening that day in the markets, how it's affecting your retirement and investment plans. Uh, is there a government report out or a corporate earnings reports? This is a corporate earnings season. Does that come out? Uh, how does that affect your retirement plan? How does that affect your investments? Try to give you an idea of what's going on that day. We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ every day. 3 o'clock news block on WISN. 5 o'clock news block that happens somewhere around 5.15-ish, 5.30. That's during the Mark uh, Belling Show. During and, the Mark Belling Show. And you get all of a minute to do this. Yeah. So you cram a lot of information we every do. day. Yeah. And, and it's and part it's, of our newscast, and uh, you've been doing that for quite some time. Yeah, since 1997, actually. And this so show now dating years. back to, correct me if I'm wrong, 2001. 2001. So we've been doing this show for 18 years, doing the market reports in, on WISN since 1997, and for the last several years on WIBA and Madison, 4.55 in the afternoon.
Now, I got a question. With our guest in studio, Chris Barron's attorney, Chuck Stansberry, as we talk about the topic of estate planning, Jeff, are we doing the sexy segment next? We are doing it. Of course we are. Good. Well, that don't go anywhere. That's about wealth management and preservation. I'm sure we got a special twist today as well. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Kronforst, and you're listening to The Retirement Clinic. Welcome back. The Retirement Clinic is on WISN and WIBA. And this segment, Jeff, the sexy segment, we've been doing this. We were just talking on the break with our guest. We have Chris Barron's in studio. Attorney Chuck Stansberry is here as well. And a different twist on it. Normally, we talk about wealth management and preservation in the sexy segment. It'll still be that. This show is for everybody, but this particular segment has always been for those with a million dollars or more. Once you've accumulated some wealth, what's the best way to preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? A trend in the industry is more and more individuals either don't have family members to turn to or they don't have family members living nearby. They're asking for corporate trustees to step in as a co-trustee. Chris Barron's I don't know if there's anybody more sexy than Chris Barron's here, but <laughs> this is radio. <laughs> Thank goodness. And we all are pretty sexy. But <laughs> Too bad it is, wasn't on TV. This is wealth management and preservation. Chris, how do you address that for people wanting to turn more to corporate trustees? Right. Uh, so we do have uh, uh, cases right now, Jeff, where we are stepping in. Uh, an individual uh, does not have uh, a good friend. They don't have any family members. Um, and they've been stricken with an illness. Okay. So we've been asked to step in as a co-trustee with them now, and we begin to um, help them work with their advisor, uh, but also help them with simple things as such as paying bills and other uh, financial assistance. Is there any, when you look at this, and, and Chuck, you can add on to, uh, to that, uh, any risks to inherited assets, any risks to uh, retirement plans when you're looking to go to corporate trustees? No, not at all. I mean, the uh, you know, as as a trustee, we act as though we're stepping in, as though we're that individual. So if they you know reach that point of incapacity, um, we're simply going to continue to work with their advisor and make sure that uh, we're kind of doing things along the same lines that they would do, but also uh, with an eye out for the future as to what's the ultimate plan for their uh, ultimate plan and for the distribution of their assets. Uh, Chuck, I had a question for you, and I just lost it. So why don't you tell us one of your uh, horror stories? Oh, yeah, I requested you these. <laughs> There's got to be some good stories you have. Oh, I know. Let me get, let me ask you a question sure. first. Preserving IRA assets uh, and beneficiary, just the ability to stretch. Uh, see, we teased that. That, that was good. Thing yeah. too. Not intentional, but it worked. The horror stories, yeah. But uh, uh, how do you preserve the stretch IRA and the trust account? And You bring up a great point, Jeff. Where you are setting up a trust to receive IRA benefits, it's really important that the trust has the necessary provisions within it so that the trust itself will qualify for a stretch IRA treatment. And You don't want to disqualify the ability to have the trust to, to pass it on to heirs, the, the tax-deferred status of those IRAs. Correct. And unfortunately, depending on when the trust was drafted, it may or may not qualify. And, and unfortunately, that is a huge income tax bill that is left to the beneficiaries. Surprise, surprise. That can't be, done, can't be undone once the uh, owner of the IRA has passed. Well, there's our start with the horror stories. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, losing um, the tax benefit is a big horror story. That's that's real life thing. Right. Um, so I I took over uh, two trusts from another individual. Uh, this is a few years back, but uh, I had a there was a 19 year old and 16 year old. They were brothers. Each had about a million dollars in trust. 
Um, the 19-year-old called me one day and said, and he was in college, and he said, I need money for shoes. And I said, okay. So I looked in the file and found that we had just given him money for shoes not long ago. And so we just gave you money for shoes. And with that response, he just got belligerent. And I said, you know what, we're not going to do this. So um, with that, I said, is your brother around? He said, yes. And I said, all right, I'm going to come down. So they lived on the south side of Chicago. I said, I'm going to come down. We're going to have dinner. So we um, uh, met at a family restaurant. It was the middle of January. The 16-year-old shows up with a sweatshirt jacket on, but he had brand-new tennis shoes. And I said, well, that's interesting. Um, and the, I just told them, I said, guys, why don't you tell me what's going on? How can I help? Yeah. And uh, they said, well, they had lost their mom when they were 9 and 12. They lost their dad two years later. Um, they were supposed to go live with grandmother, but she was too elderly, so they went to live with their uncle in Chicago. Um, and the uncle was to, um, you know, collect the Social Security money and take care of the boys. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't necessarily uh, going for that intent, um, as evidenced by the sweatshirt jacket that the 16-year-old was wearing. Um, the 19-year-old got thrown out uh, as soon as the money stopped. Um, he wow. was left to his own affairs, um, and he found a friend that he was that had taken him in. Um, so he had kind of a place to go. But in that meeting that night, he said, I don't know if I want to even be in college. I said, well, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be a cop. I said, you know what? The, you guys, you have this money in trust. It's there for your benefit. The bad news is you lost your parents. The good news is they planned for it. Yep. I said, so as long as you're smart about this money, don't tell any prospective friends or girlfriends about this money. But as long as you're smart about it, you'll never have another financial care in the world. So just be, just be smart about it, and we're here to help. Why did the uncle kick him out? I mean, what did the, the, the Social Security money some, he was receiving well, Social Security stopped. money stopped. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he went on to build himself a, a house uh, after the 16-year-old was kicked out six months after this meeting or eight months after. Is there a happy end to the story? There is a happy end. The, uh, the 19-year-old bought a condo um, for 100000 He rolled the condo proceeds into the house. Um, he's a police officer, married with two kids wow. on the south side of Chicago today. He calls money when he, when he, since he called money to take money out. And when he did, he would, he would kind of be apologetic, apologetic about it. And I said, don't apologize. That's what it's here for. Right. Well, Chris, some people might be listening to, and, and confused about the money and, and the money for shoes. Don't they get that million dollars? He's an adult. He's 19. Does he get it all at once? Or is that spelled out in the trust? It's spelled out in the document. So over the course of time, he will. But it was there to assist him for college or other things. But you don't want him probably to get all million at, at, at one time. That's correct. Yes, it was spread out over the course of ages. Um, but the real um, capper to that story was the 16-year-old. He went on to get an accounting degree in three and a half years. It was right around that time that I got a call at home on a Saturday from the Secret Service. And uh, they asked me if I knew that young man, and I said I did. He said I need. he knew where I worked. He knew what I did. He knew everything about me, and, and he said, I need to see you Monday morning. So I met with him, and he asked me, he wanted to talk about this uh, 16-year-old. And uh, so we went through a number of questions, and what the 16-year-old had done is listed me as a reference because he didn't really have anyone else. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so they were doing a background check on him, and at the end of the conversation he said, sounds like a nice young man we'd want in the CIA. That's awesome. Wow. See, isn't that good? And Chris, you and, and Chuck, with your clients, we look at developing long-term relationships with our clients, with their beneficiaries, with their heirs, and we want to try and preserve the money as long yeah. as possible. How important them. was that dinner you went down to Chicago for? 
Uh, to me, that's what it's all about is you got to get across the table or get into the lives of the beneficiaries. Um, that's the only way you can help and to do this job right. As it turns out, they really needed you. Yeah, yeah. it was it was that at that uh, discussion that evening that I said, you each have $1,000 to spend to buy clothes, shoes, boots, whatever you need. Um, and why did I do that? Uh, I wanted to come back to see. I wanted that. To, I wanted to find out what kind of kids I was dealing with. Sure. So that was that bill going to come in at fifteen hundred, a thousand? They each spent seven hundred and fifty and eighteen hundred dollars respectively. So, oh, man. Yeah. Now, Jeff, I don't know if you would agree with this, but when I was nineteen, if I was given a million dollars, it'd probably be gone that first year. Oh yeah, and that's why we do things like this. Exactly. You want to make sure you prepare for it. Uh, great story. Uh, we asked for you know like a horror story or something that's happened. That turned, that out, turned, pretty, that turned out pretty well, good. Could have gone the other way. Could have so. gone the other way. When we come back, we're going to give you you know if you're listening to the show and we've been talking about estate planning and trust uh, with our guest Chris Barons, Vice President for Horicon Bank Trust Administration. Attorney Chuck Stansberry joins us from Schober Schober and Mitchell. And uh, how do you reach out to these guys off the air? How do you get in touch with Jeff Kowal? And how do you get invited to this event? This event, which is Wednesday, March 13th. If you're listening to the show, you are invited. All you have to do is reserve your seat. That's right. You do have to. We have a, a limited number. This is for our clients. A limited number of seats available for uh, people who are interested in looking at the Kowal Investment Group and what we do and the type of relationships we keep. Uh, and then we'll, when we come back from our break, we'll talk about Chris Barron's, how you can reach him. Chuck Stansbury, how you can reach him and how you can get together with the Kowal Investment Group. More information is online. Jeff's website, thekowalway.com, gives you more info. And we'll be right back on WISM Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison. Retirement Clinic is back on WISN and WIBA, and we'll tell you about this event uh, before we close shop today. The event is Wednesday, March 13th, and Jeff, it revolves around what we've been talking about today with our guest. Chris Barons is here with Horicon Bank Trust Administration, Attorney Chuck Stansberry. We've been talking about estate planning, trusts, wills, all of that. That's right. And and one thing that I want to touch on before we leave are these these holidays. You know, how do you how do you preserve family relationships so that you can see each other for holidays? Chris, why don't you address that and then give your background information or give your contact information? Thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah. So oftentimes, uh, why a corporate trustee versus an individual? Um, oftentimes, people will uh, pick the oldest or most responsible child. But I often say we're in the business of preserving holidays because we can make those difficult decisions when there's family disharmony or when it's too difficult for a family member to make those decisions. That's kind of our business, and uh, we do it every day, and oftentimes it's hard for families to do that. Um, as far so it's as not con- just politics, it's money involved too. So There's a uh, just a tad bit of money, um, and, and at times it's not always the, the monetary value, but the sentimental value of items. Yep. So I always remind people of that too, to have that conversation with their families about the items in their home. Um, as How far do as, we reach you, Chris? Uh, I can be reached at uh, 262-808-2678. That's my work phone. Otherwise, 262-957-7860 is my mobile and crispy at horiconbank.com, or, of course, you can always contact the Cowal Group. Chris Barrett, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Paul. Uh, and the story you told, everything. Good stuff. Today, we also like to thank our guest in studio, attorney Chuck Stansberry. Uh, Chuck, you're with Schober, Schober, and Mitchell. There must be a website with those names in it somewhere. Schoberlaw.com. Uh, you, you can see us uh, there. Uh, our 
Office number is 262-785-1820. I, I, again, I practice in estate planning, and tro- probate and trust administration, as well as elder law, but we have attorneys that pretty much handle all areas of the law. Do you think most Americans are underplanned in this area, it, not having the right will or a will or the trust in the same thing? Most definitely, and I think not only from making sure that their wishes are followed with the least amount of conflict, but also the very high likelihood that they may need long-term care in the future. We like working with Chuck, too, because there are attorneys that will chase ambulances by day and then do estate planning by night. This is what he does for his career. Same thing with Chris with the trust administration. So a specialist in the estate planning, elder law. These are important areas for our clients, preserving the assets, well, growing them. And emotional, right? When you oh, get yes. into the family and the, yep. the, the whole situation can be and very And you say, well, I know somebody's going to take care of it. Well, if you know that's going to happen, let's reduce it to writing. Let's get together with professionals like these guys. Let's reduce it to writing, make sure it's taken care of so you don't have to worry about it. Jeff, we gave out our guest information now. With the final minute of the program here, we have this event. It's Wednesday, March 13th at the Milwaukee Marriott West. That's in Waukesha. We have to RSVP by the 6th of March, so there's plenty of time. All we have to do is call you. But you do have to respond. This, we're doing this for our clients. With a few people are still inter- who are interested in checking out the Kowal Investment Group, what we do. So do give us a call. Again, that's Wednesday, March 13th. It's an estate planning and trust administration. What you need to know uh, with Aaron Kowal. Uh, he'll be talking about uh, uh, how we fit in with the overall pra- uh, uh, planning part of it. W- uh, Chris Behrens, who's uh, vice president of Horicon Bank and Trust, and then Chuck Stansbury with Schober and Mitchell, Schober, Schober and Mitchell. Uh, all three, that, again, the event is Wednesday, March 13th. You do have to call in advance for a reservation, and that's 262-522-4040, or go online to thekowalway.com. It's K-O-W-A-L. If you are looking to have an appointment with one of our great advisors uh, on retirement planning and investments. Uh, do give our office a call or else go on to kowalway.com, request an appointment or request a reservation for this great event. Another awesome show in the books, Jeff Kowal. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Uh, and of course, we're back next Saturday on WISN Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison. Don't forget market updates on both stations Monday through Friday. And we'll see you next week for the Retirement Clinic. Thanks for tuning in.